Hello, and welcome to a special edition of Places to Sleep. I am recording this right now, sitting on my back porch. It is softly raining, and normally, in every episode, I read excerpts from fiction. A place, a description, it's not always literally the place you would sleep, but it's the idea of putting a different picture in your head and letting you settle into it in order to fall asleep. I thought just because of the way the rain feels in the calm, quiet, gray, might have a restfulness in and of itself. So, if you are interested in sitting with me for a little while, I'm going to describe my backyard for you. Sitting in my backyard starts at the sliding glass doors. This is a rental house and the person who owned it before us fancied himself a bit of a DIY. He was very proud of things that he had built, such as the porch that I'm sitting on now. It is maybe 10 feet by 10 feet, two by fours, stained a light brown color with varnish. A railing of thin wooden strips shaded on either side for privacy and from the sun with a lattice. The roof is a green plastic corrugated material, maybe it's tin, held up with a eccentrically placed series of wooden beams. The beams themselves are not long enough to cross the entire roof, so they meet awkwardly in the middle with an overlapping portion that is stapled together and nailed together haphazardly. It is remarkably still in one piece. You can tell from looking at it that the person who constructed it understood that triangles are important in construction, but didn't fully understand why, didn't fully understand that the strongest shape for support in order for the two points of the triangle to support the third. As a result, the triangles are placed in the corners in some places and under the edge of the awning in others. But again, there's a sort of randomness to it. I don't know how long this porch has been here, but it's been patched lovingly with silicone over time and could use a little bit more patching as I'm looking at one spot in the wood that has a slow drip. If you look out in the porch, 
that brings us to my favorite part, which is, of course, the yard. The edge of the porch has a low wooden step leading out to a few concrete squares that bring you down gently into the yard. Over the time that we've lived here, I have done my best to encourage the backyard to become a meadow. Our local ecosystem is very, very close to marshland. We're close to a watershed that has long, tall grasses, a dense clay mixture of soil, and some mosses, and an assortment of tall, scraggly wildflowers. I have slowly been learning, as these wildflowers occur, what they are but I'm getting ahead of myself. So let's pull back. The yard as a whole is maybe, let's say 14 feet across the short side. That's maybe for those of us who use meters, about six meters maybe on the short side and on the long side from here to the end is maybe double that. Looking out at it, I see an expanse of recently shorn down long grasses, which does not look like grass typically looks when you cut it. It is rolling like waves. It rolls up into bunches where the grass has grown dense and tall and sloped down to mossy clover and the low areas where the clay is too dense and too moist for the grass to grow and so shorter, lusher, more moisture-loving plants have clustered instead. To my left, is the fence with our neighbor's yard. And at the very bottom edge of the top of that fence, just a few feet away from where I'm sitting on the porch, is a little gap between the bottom of the fence and the neighbor's back deck. Under that gap is a mama raccoon and her adult daughter. That mama moved under that deck about three years ago when she was still a juvenile herself. She had three babies last year who were all absolute terrors and loved to torment her. And two of them left and one remained. That happens sometimes. And we've seen them grooming each other on top of the fence and digging through the yard for bugs. To my right, we have the other fence to our other neighbor's yard. And this one is stained a dark brown chestnut color. Along that fence is a low garden bed that is bordered by a short 
piece of wood a similar dark stained color that has faded with time. Right now, that garden bed is piled with a soft mound of fresh cut grasses that is a pale golden color with little strips of green and dark brown in it. That pile of grass will ideally eventually be covered over with soil and then mulch, providing a bed for vegetables and herbs and wildflowers. In the middle, it is separated from one half and the other by a wooden box that I call the garden box. It is made with repurposed wooden slats taken off of old wooden skids filled with dirt. It's about probably two feet high. It's a little under my knee. And over the years, we have tried to grow peas and lettuce and cucumbers and peppers. Cucumbers did well. We had them trained so they were climbing all over that dark wooden fence. Last year, the plants didn't fare quite as well. Neglect on my part. But also, those raccoons, the little terrors I mentioned, they loved shaking the pepper plant. I don't know why, but they would climb into the box and just wrap their little hands around it and shake it as vigorously as they could without actually breaking it. I don't think that was good for the peppers. <laughs> On the other side of the garden box, in the garden bed that remains, is more of that clay that has a hard time for our bigger plants to grow. So it is currently cultivating a really beautiful assortment of low mosses, some with thick, vibrantly green little fronds, almost like a miniature fern, but tiny, tiny, tiny. And some of a darker green variety that almost have little wisps like felt or wool that's been pulled apart. There is a rose bush there that is wild roses. It is as tall as the fence. It bloomed for the first time last year with small white roses. It is struggling to get the light, so it's a bit of a funny shape. Most of it is bushy and broad, narrow at the bottom and then branching out towards the top of the fence. But there are three tall, thorny stems just stretching up into the air. At the very back of the yard is a blue shed. It is a soft sky blue color kind of blue on summer days when the sky is almost washed out with sunshine. There's a white trim around the door, a little lamp above it, and white trim along the edge of the roof. Draping over the top of that roof are the branches of our yard's one single tree. The trunk of that tree is poised between the left side of the shed and the very end of the fence on the left side of the yard. 
I feel like I should know what kind of tree it is, but I don't. It's not a maple. It's not an oak. And those are the trees that are most common in this area in terms of people's yards. So perhaps it is an ash or a walnut? I don't know. It is frequented by birds and raccoons and squirrels and occasionally bickering crows. It has been pruned a few times over the years and the stubs of, of old branches are sort of dappled up midway from the trunk up to the point at which it would be too high for somebody to reach without a ladder. The base of the tree is angled so that the whole thing leans slightly towards the shed. Only slightly. All around the base of the tree, right now, are just brown stems gently swaying in the rain. But last summer, it was completely surrounded by wild white aster. These tiny little white almost daisy-like flowers, except smaller than the smallest coin. There were also these flowers that I can't remember the name of right now, but they had almost a lilac-colored flower that hung down from the stem. And the stems themselves had these rows of those flowers. So it's just handful of rows of these single stems dripping with purple flowers. It is those stems primarily that are still there. Although brown and dried now, I can still see the little buds all the way up the stem where seeds formed once the flowers had finished. And hopefully I will have more of those this year. Right now the palette is very brown and yellow, but underneath, especially since, as I said, it's been freshly cut, I can see the greens starting to poke up through what was left behind by winter. And soon enough, my whole yard will be lush and busy and full of creatures once again. Thank you for joining me for this special episode of Places to Sleep. I hope you enjoyed this brief diversion from the norm. I hope you enjoyed the sound of rain. I hope you don't mind the patchy audio. And I hope that this place that brings me a lot of comfort and a lot of grounding is something that you could enjoy as well.